citizens, welcome to Shitty Movie Showdown, episode 25, apparently, so they tell me. Uh, it's been a nightmare the last couple couple days, couple weeks, whatever the hell it's been. I can't keep track of time in here. There's killer donuts running rampant all over the fucking house. They are just a nightmare. It, they're everywhere, and they're just leaving crumbs everywhere. I'm getting ants. It's a, it's a, it's a serious nightmare. So, uh, unfortunately, my good news is that I have to watch two government shorts again today, so... Really looking forward to that. Let's let's learn some shit about about uh about the government. <sighs> okay, and here we go. More coordinate. How to keep a job? All right, all right. Oh oh, a little wobbly, a little wobbly. Cameraman's drunk. All right. Uh, uh, John Givens all over the place here. Los Angeles City Board of Education. All right. I'm gonna shoot a government short. Right, he's gonna, no, Ed Blinks Sleek, what business, what? Oh, dear God, he's going for a hit. Oh, oh God, it's like the gay pages in the in the paper. It's this is the first Craigslist. I'm looking for an ambitious young man that can make a place for himself in a well that oh. Maybe I was gonna apply for that. You didn't give me enough time. Is this the whole short can be uh, generic paperwork for businesses? No. Oh. Uh. He's all squinchy faced. <laughs> Please hire me. <laughs> this looks all right. Uh. Tell me, why are you interested in this job? I need a steady job, Mr. Wiley. When you Can frame you a shot, you want to have one actor facing away from now, the camera. So it's a good idea. The, uh, central Distributing Company. You work there generic, right? right? Yes, sir. Central Distributing Company. Because I wasn't getting anywhere. After 18 months, I figured I was worth more than they were paying me. They are real assholes. And I figured I was ready for promotion to more important work. Like an actor. Honest, Mr. Wiley, it was a rotten company. I don't know why I stayed as long as I did. Uh, Tell me, were you fired? Uh, uh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there you go. You fraud. You're but a fraud. It wasn't my fault. The company just up and started firing people. Retrenching, they called it. Retrenching? What do you think of that? I think you're a junkie, I Tom. it's a pretty normal situation. A business has to live within its income. Many factors affect Is this that his income. dad? Are they practicing? Sales, What's going on? General economic conditions. The development of new industries that replace old ones. I want to sit down all casual like. Often go of and reorganization. I love this guy's super depressing go. office with minimal lighting. Why me? Why me? That's right. Other fellows who started later were promoted right over my head. They're better than you, Timmy. How much warning do you need? Couldn't you see the company valued the other fellow's services above yours? But I thought I was doing fine. What did I do? Do you expect me to answer that? No, sir. I guess you wouldn't know. Actually, because I Because you're 12. Do know better than you do. Oh, well, I'm over here now. Hoping to mind if I bend space and time. This, but, well, I can't help thinking you might I want really a job. Something if you'd set your mind oh, oh, now I'm over here. Trying to see yourself as your employer saw you. Better still, let me give you a picture of a case I really do know. It's about a young man who came to work in our shipping room here. 
And another young man. His office is like a, now, a prison. We work here at 8.30. That's the time to begin this business of keeping a job. That's the name of the short, sir. And that's the time Bob Anderson began work every day. We could depend on him to be on time and to do his work on time. <laughs> Measuring in kilos of, of heroin. An eager beaver. But look at it He's a business scientist. Wouldn't you like to have Bob working for you? Dependability is one of the main... Bob can't match for shit. And getting ahead. Yeah. Colombian sent us some good shit this month, so we're, we're in luck. Some we heads on a pike if we didn't. Hard work. That's why we've always had two fellows working there. Oh, that's a lot of heroin. Oh, yep. Oh, Bob's too weak. Well, two fellows who were supposed to be working. The other fellow I want to tell you about... It's a real sack of shit. Bob's brother. I hope it's him. hope it's him. Bob's oh. twin brother. But the resemblance is only skin deep. Look at Walter from the employer's point of view. And you see how not to keep it. <laughs> He's wearing just a loose-ass tie. Almost looks like a neckerchief. point of view. And you see how not to get along with your fellow workers. On the other hand, Bob would be popular wherever he worked. Bob decided to kill his you twin know, brother. He would do his share of the work and help others who needed help. Cooperation is another way to keep a job. He's like wearing his dad's clothes. What the fuck is he wearing? Walter finally decides to go to work, but a job he was supposed to do first thing. Actually, he was supposed to run them off the evening before. But he put it off. He was reading the paper this for three hours? This is how not to be dependable. How not to cooperate with the company and with your fellow workers. What the fuck is he doing? What is that machine? What is that crazy contraption? Poor Walter. Papers are all ripped and shit. Come into the shipping room, but me. The boss always seems to find out. Walter's manner gave him away. Now it isn't hard. That loose ass tie and unbuttoned shirt was a clear indication. And this wasn't the first time I'd had to criticize Walter for making poor copies. And it wasn't the first time he tried to alibi his way out of a situation. That's a copy machine? The fact was, what Walter the? just couldn't take criticism. Yet how could a man expect to... Could we afford to, we would he you'd hear the audio of that conversation. the very people who can uh, help him. What? Uh, uh. Just before closing... Time, Eight hours later, he's still reading the paper. ...getting the shipping room ready for the night. How long are their shifts? Good God. And you'll find Walter getting himself ready. Ooh. So he won't be a Getting himself ready, if you know what I mean. An employer sees this as a sure sign that a man isn't really interested in his work. Speaking of work, do you like my split-screen work? Is that an elevator? Your staff, oh, I guess not. Which fellow would you keep? That's not hard to answer. Why didn't you go ahead and fire I keep this them both, up? if you know what I mean. Now, don't be too hasty. I'm only telling you about Walter's bad points. He did enough work to hang on to his job. As long as They're your kids, aren't good, they, sir? There'll be jobs for fellows who just barely do enough to get by. But to keep a job when the going gets rough, you need to ensure your job. Make yourself so valuable your employer can't let you go. Yeah. We talked about dependability and cooperation. Why are you giving me life advice, sir? Now, another this is strange. Is initiative. 
initiative. I have something good to say for Walter. This one's from the Bolivians. You better get that out there. That shale's not going to sell itself, you know. I understand why he was unhappy whenever shipments were left just inside the door. The packages had to be hauled all the way across the room. Clearly empty. Having... Clearly empty. Then hauled back again when they went. God. <sighs> if you don't like the way things are done, you can spend a lot of time complaining about it. That was Walter's usual way. His crazy Ace Ventura hair was not pleased. Time, he got an idea. I'm gonna shoot the place up. What to do with it? Yeah. In every company, there's we'll plenty of room for improvement, and the management usually welcomes suggestions from employees. You will all be. Walter's idea was a practical one, so we adopted it. Fire my brother. The company benefits through time saved and less handling of packages. The fellows in the shipping room benefit through having one of their harder jobs. Those boxes are clearly goddamn empty. They move when he touches it with his fingertip. With his employer <laughs> by his display of initiative. But one good mark isn't enough. Die. One day, not long Burn. after, Walter was taking advantage of a lull in the work. And Bob was bringing the shipping records up to date when... They were held up at knife point. That new cocaine. I hear it's going to be crazy. They wait till they run out of something. And everybody runs around like crazy. No system. And nobody in charge with enough brains to start one. What a way to run a business. You don't like the company. Why do you work for it? Me, I work for a swell outfit. I'm proud of them. Maybe I'd like to work for them. Could they use me? What for? A press agent? Is that supposed to be an insult? Yes, Walter found out. I mean, it's polka dot tie. Maybe your business is failing because you're hiring 14-year-old twins and only 14-year-old twins. Gain by making that false statement about his company. Nothing, except trouble for himself if it got back to his employer, which it did. I'm a god. I, I know all. I'm omnipotent. The way I was talking to you. About the place where I used to Man, work. there's this like well, there's a saying, chairs over there in the corner. The for, uh, does right. he punish his employees like that? Just you sit there in my depressing you. fucking office? Yep, I could see my shortcomings all over the place. Ew. Coming all over the place? That's all I heard. Initiative, cooperation, and loyalty. And I'm deep, deep in the closet. I could have done a lot better on every count. You can do better. Act better. Come on. Yes, sir. Did he get the job? Well, Bob, I've got a new assistant for you. Bob Addison, this is Ed Blakesley. I really couldn't I tell if that was the same actor you. or not. Bob, Turns out he's a foot taller. As soon as he trains somebody to take over here, he's moving up to assistant purchasing manager. Say, that's great. Mr. Wiley's been telling me about you and your brother. Is that Hayden My Christensen? Brother? Yeah, you're twin. Or Christian Haydenson, well, whichever order his name is. I, uh, he's just as bad of an actor as these so kids. I invented a twin brother for you. You see, in this You'll be his twin. Bob's, I have a weird I fetish. Describing Bob's poor conduct on the job when he first came to work here. Oh, you mean the way I was loafing on the job around here before? I get it. And then you. You lied to me, sir. It's a well, great way to start can... off a business relationship. Say, Mr. Wiley, <laughs> Can't wait to work here for you. You and your you tricks, you deceiving nature, and your. I think you might be the devil, sir. That explains your office. 
Oh, it's over. I missed the ending. At least I know how to keep a job now. Oh, 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 we got another one. Social class in America. This is what the screen's saying on, on my end. Okay. Oh, there it is. Okay. This is going to be really, really racist, I feel. This is going to be something. It's from uh, 1957. It's about social class. It's... I think this Jim Crow idea is a great idea. I think we're going to keep around for a long, long time. <laughs> Some good boss. <clears throat> and so on. Newborn American babies. Tasty. Newborn citizens of these United States. That T-Mobile commercial. Free and with rights guaranteed by the Constitution. But let's take a closer look. Let's take these one, actually. arrivals in a typical American town have equal legal rights. In class, they are not equal You have 15 newborns Each has a uh, in a typical American town per day? No, what? His family, ascribed to him at birth. How do you get to the ones in the back? Meet Guilford Ames third. He died yesterday. The latest addition to one of the town's upper class... That's not an alive baby. Guilford. Guilford Ames second is the wealthiest man in town. His desk is he owns large. A large <laughs> Oh, oh, he shifts time as well. Families in the community. Yeah, yeah. As well as wealth. Jesus Christ. This is where an Ames family has lived for the last hundred years. And this is where Guilford Ames III will live. Oh, guess he didn't finish that day. This one, Theodore Eastwood by name. Died three days ago. Has an ascribed status of middle Can you show the babies move? This is super depressing. Ugh. His father is Joseph Eastwood, high school educated, brother of Clint, taller worker in the Ames factory. He has a steady, skillful job. Him? I thought it was the other guy. Why are we showing the other guy so much then? But the chances are that, that he dude's elderly. Much beyond his present status. Oh, I'll be dead by the time that kid's in junior the high. On his house oh, is on shit. its way to being paid, and someday it undoubtedly will be. Although young Ted Eastwood has an ascribed status of middle class. Oh, yeah. Jesus. As he achieves during his life. They move like uh, maybe higher. 13 ghosts, the ghosts in that movie. It could be yeah. true to David Benton, whose ascribed status is lower class. All white babies. They're completely ignoring different races David's and classes. It's Michael all Benton. white people in different classes. That's all it's going to be. Factory worker who has a meager education. That was a meat factory? Mr. Benton rents the upper floor of a two-family house in a rundown section of town. He's a real sack of shit, you know what I mean? The ability to rise from an ascribed status to an achieved one is called... <gasps> a black guy. Mobility. There's a black guy. This president looking at him through the glass. Jesus Christ. Of the United States. There are class lines All of the new dads in this town are 64. And these vary geographically... And in These better be the grandparents. Religion and race. Class Look at her. She's elderly. Really and showing cradle to the grave in one shot here. Jesus Christ. Let us follow the lives of these three babies. I won't live to see these children see be able to talk. There's the black baby. I just want to acknowledge later. it, that's all. Gil, Ted, and Dave are in the graduating class of the town's high school. Wow, we really jumped forward After there. That was the a hell of a cut. 
The three boys were good friends. Wasn't the time we went cribs together in the same room? <laughs> it was fun. Next fall, Gil Ames is going to attend an Ivy League university. Ted who took a commercial course in high school... He's a mobster. ...plans to get a white-collar job with like his father's. Oh, wait. Dave is going to work, too, so that he can add to his family's income. Friends forever... Well, I'll never see you guys again. There's well, some of your book here. Maybe, in a way. Get out of here. But these boys come from families Hi, Mom. classes. And the lines of social class are real She's here old. in America, as they are everywhere. Yeah. In Europe, I'm in Gilbert's Asia, mom. And even in the Soviet Union. As the years came pass, out of left field. class Jesus. boundaries will separate Gil and Ted and Dave more and more. Well, Gil's better than them, that's why. The boundaries between Ted's middle class <coughs> parents and Dave's lower class parents are as too far to overcome. as those that lie between the upper and the middle classes. Even the simple I don't think there's going to be a lesson involved here. I think it's just going to be saying difference there's differences in you. You're better. This person is a piece of shit because they're poor. And that's where it's going to leave off. It's as far as it's going to go. Gil, it is only a milestone in his formal education. Later that night, I can tell they're rich because they got a taco, a a ceramic taco on there. Mr. Ames tells Gil that he sent him to public high school so that he could gain a democratic background. But now he's about to enter an environment more in keeping with his social position. At college, it's your responsibility to keep the men of his own kind. Keep the Gilbert name going. Gil understands. Because already he has developed an awareness of his class, its patterns, and its rules. Get out, Gloria. Yes, ma'am. Look at the ceramic taco up there. In another part of town, the Eastwoods have just finished dinner. Everyone has plates and up. Mr. Eastwood is talking with Ted about his plans for the future. Ted's record in high school was generally good, but there was one subject in which he excelled, drawing. Ted would like Drawing's to do something a subject? professionally in the art field. Drawing is not a subject, art. Him. There you go. In the light of Mr. Eastwood's own experience, security was he lifting his shirt up? business and white collar work. You're wearing a wire, son. Ted sees his father's point of view and agrees that the commercial courses he took in high school have prepared him for office work. And so, that's the kind of job he'll look for. And scene, Jesus Christ. In the Benton household, like you graduation get smaller and smaller because it's poor. Is an event worthy of celebration. I want to hang out with these guys. And the family party in Dave's honor is in progress. Oh, they're playing that game and whose line is the name when only one person can sit. announces to the guests that Dave has already gone out and found himself a job. In the Benton family like and among their neighbors, economic pressures are important. Dave's initiative in finding work is highly regarded work, by work in white. And his parents are justifiably proud. They look like they're screaming at him. He's got the tiniest bow tie ever back there. Four years later, Dave, 22 now, has a job at a local gas station. Like a real sack Although of shit. He's still only a gas station attendant. He's studying to be an automobile mechanic. You overshot the pump by about four and a half feet, the sir. Driver of the car oh, hey. Is his old friend of high school hey, days, Gil. Gil Ames. Gil has graduated from college now and is on his way to start work in his father's factory. He, he works for the Colonel. Good Dave God. He's going to be married just as soon as his job of auto mechanic comes through. 
His job of auto mechanic comes through. Just waiting on my job to be born. <laughs> you know what I mean? first day of work in his father's factory turned up still another familiar face. Ted Eastwood has a job in the bookkeeping department. Mr. Ames is taking his son on a tour of all the departments of the factory. Someday, Gil will take over the business. And today, he's beginning to learn about it. This is a forever handshake. That was the coldest re-meeting I've ever seen in my life. Gil Ames with his future all laid out for him. His giant pants and his giant coat. You're Ted Eastwood, stuck in a job you'll be in all your life. Why don't you get out? I don't know. What's keeping you here anyway? I don't know, the money. Mary Blakesley, you thought you'd marry her. <laughs> she left me though. Remember what she said that day in the car? I, I do. Her car, of course. Yeah, oh, of course. Can't you see <laughs> it's rub impossible, it Ted? <laughs> the voices! Not just money. We live in different worlds. Shut up! <laughs> sure, different worlds inside this town, but there are other worlds. Bigger towns. Who's this voice? You've got some money saved. Go to New Who's York. Who's this? Who's this one? Give it a try for six months. I'll go to New York. And if you fail... I'll give it a try. And come back. You're not going to fail. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I can't come back. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't fail. I'll go to New York. And Ted uh, didn't fail. Oh, you're talking about I thought you were talking to me. You said imagine I'm Ted. He started with a job in the art department of a large advertising agency. They called him I I was a going production to New York. assistant. But actually, he was a sort of a glorified errand boy. But at least he was through with bookkeeping. I thought they were going to go to New York. To the kind of work he liked. Kind of bought into that a little bit. At night, he took <laughs> You put an H on night. Another H. Night. Working and studying at home. In the years that followed. Work hard. Raise your status. I get it. Oh my God. How is there still four and a half minutes left? By the time he was 30 years old, he was the head of the art department of an advertising agency. What happened to his girlfriend? Horizontal mobility, moving from one place to another, has resulted in vertical mobility for Ted Eastwood. A movement upward from his ascribed status... You call him Ted, but his science is Theodore. ...status that is largely the result of his professional standing. I want to know if they named him Ted Eastwood, therefore had them make a placard with his name on it, or they had the placard on the door, and they're like, what's the name of our character this so we don't have to make one if it's already there? I really want to know, because I think it might be the second one. Power and wealth are of great importance. Jesus Christ. It's possible for members of socially prominent families, theater people who may have come from the lower class, I want that fucking hat. successful businessmen of the middle class, to mix socially, and Ted is an accepted member of the group. Now that you have money and power, you're valuable, Ted. But when Ted returns to his hometown on a vacation, he hates them. He thinks how does he fare? Insufficient. Has he a new achieved status back there? Hey, too? go fuck yourself! I'm rich now. When he meets the girl he wanted to marry, has a guy in the changed? seat. The town is small enough so that Mary has heard about Ted's success in New York. But this isn't New York. Mary is married to Gil now. And what the fuck? friendly enough toward Ted, he still isn't part of their world. 
and he never will be. What the hell's happening in, in this, this thing? Town, a roller coaster. The status of his parents is still the class to which he belongs. Why is this about Ted's downfall? Is that his mom? I don't. Ma'am, whore, dickhead best friend. Where was Ted's Gil arriving from? He had a suitcase as well. All the town gossip, but he only half hears her. Ted's a real dick. Mary has stirred old memories in him. He's remembering what she said to him about different worlds. He knows now that to her and Gil, he's still the nice kid from the wrong side of the railroad tracks. No matter how successful he is. His is he like a mounty hat? What is he wearing? Is higher than that of his father's. Because he I never had my dad drive a car while I sat in the back with my mom. That's weird. In this case, New York. My family loves to play taxi. Uh-oh. Benton, on the other hand, has changed his status hardly at all. He's now a skilled auto mechanic. And although his achieved status is not hey, much poor better than the shit. to him by his family, financially... I can poop in this suit, I won't even know. <laughs> Nobody can tell. His wife and children. It's great. His third child, a son... Was born in Fuck the you too. Just yesterday. Jesus. This uh, new Benton baby has the ascribed status given him by his family. He may, as he grows up, reach a higher. I think the nurse was like, "What status would you like your baby to be?" Because I say the word status, and they're like, may, mm, "Poor. Head, Let's give him a poor status." Which he was born. His vertical mobility. It means nothing. It means nothing. His Vertical. His talents and abilities. And his death. It will possibly depend too. Who will mourn these babies? Mobility. Is there only one baby this because time? Because the criteria for class boundaries vary from place to place, and so it will be for all these babies. And the baby morgue. All citizens, all equal before the law, but not the same oh, by standards one. of class. This one's going down with a fight. All babies were harmed during the making of this short. <clears throat> the social oh, social class in America are changing family life, beginnings of conscience, the age of specialization, cooperation, competition, conflict. The end. Oh, bravo! Oh, the tale, the downfall of Ted was epic. Oh my God! Oh, what a great short that was. I can't believe it. Oh man, so the first one really had me knowing how to keep a job. And I, I know now that if I have a twin, I have to be the better one. I have to be the less evil one to keep the job. But then it ends up being a twist where the twin, my twin was just me and he's my, my boss is telling the tale of me and he's just lying to the new guy because my boss is a fucking sociopath that likes to get in their brains and, and warp things to his own making he just wants the kid to be what he wants and he only hires 15 year olds for some weird reason and he puts them in giant clothes and, and different ties i don't know what the hell's going on with, uh, with that company in the the generic business i think they're i think they're moving like bolivian shell out of that fucking place that, that is cocaine that is heroin i don't know what's going on in that place but that was shady as hell his office was like it's like he scrubbed it so you can't put a wire in there so he would notice if there's something was in there because there's no furniture there's like two paintings on the wall up there and that was it it's always one to commit. 
And then the, so I learned how to keep a job there, apparently. You, you don't act like a pretend guy. You don't, you let your bosses lying to you tell you about a guy who didn't exist. Really. I, don't, I guess that's the lesson. Lie to your employees. Uh, that's how you keep a job, anyway. So I learned that. Uh, the, second, the second one was social class in America. And I really learned how to uh, get very confused. By, I, di I didn't know what the hell was happening in that one. It's a story of Ted. Get this. There's a rich kid, a middle class kid, and a poor kid. Uh, the rich kid goes on to do rich things and owns a factory, apparently. Ted, Ted is doing something. And then the poor kid works at a gas station his entire fucking life, has a family, and he seems fine. And he wears a poop, poop suit. Uh, and then Ted is like goes to New York after he has like some sort of crazy inner monologue, uh, it's kind of schizophrenic like uh, rantings, and, and hears voices, and, and they chase him to New York. He goes there, he gets a weird job in the art department somewhere, and then uh, he goes home, and then he realizes his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend, is fucking his old best friend, the guy who owns the company because he's more successful than him. Ted seems kind of depressed, and he, he's just like in this haze. What the fuck was that? That was super goddamn depressing. That was so fucking depressing. That was, uh, my head is, uh, I'm reeling. My head is spinning. I don't, I don't know what to think. I thought it was going to go several different directions and end up going none of them. I thought it was going to be Ted finds a way to advance this station. He, he goes up a level and he's happier. The, the American way through, through perseverance and hard work, we overcome our, our status as they say. And then I was like, no, it's going to be his downfall where he's like, I stepped out, I, you know, I stepped one foot out of the town and I shouldn't have done that and I ruined my life. Now my ex is with my best friend. I come back. Now I'm going to settle back in and, and settle back into my, my status, my, my status, my, my station in life. And I'm going to be this guy, middle class guy, like I was supposed to be. Nope, wasn't that either. He, he left in New York, became really successful in his business, came back to nobody, wouldn't even listen to his parents, whose mom sits in the back with him. That's still fucking weird to me. And then he doesn't learn, he learns that. Everyone there is happy, but he's not. But it didn't tell us that. He just kind of saw it in his like distant thousand-yard stare. What the hell was that? That was. I mean, I learned so much about social class in America, and that if you work at a gas station and you're a mechanic, you're happy. And then if you own a factory, you might be happy, but you play golf. Or was that Ted? I can't tell the difference between these kids. They all look the same. So don't. Try to change your status, status, or do. I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know what the lesson was in that one. I'm still. I'm gonna think about it sometime. Um, for some time here. I'm gonna think about it for a while. It's gonna haunt me. I still hear her voice tell me to go New York. <laughs> go to New York. Go to New York, Phoenix. Go to, I can't. I'm trapped in a fucking house. I could want to go to New York. <laughs> I need to get going. Um, um, uh, thank you for making me watch these. I really appreciate it. Um, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long. Si oh, fuck. No, come on. Come on. You know what? Just going to ignore it. It's, it's going to... Nope. Not going to answer the door. I'm going to stop watching these government shorts because every time I do it, I get a fucking, someone, I get a doorbell going off. I don't, I'm not going to answer it. Fuck. Fine. Fuck.